Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise the Lord. It's a blessing. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. The word of God says, And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Praise the Lord. We are talking about kingdom stewardship part five. Please take your seats in heavenly places. We are here as children of God representing the kingdom of God. And it is important that we understand the principles and the rules of engagement. Lack of understanding of the rules of engagement or the principles of the kingdom will make us fall short when it's time for accountability. Accountability is necessary to prevent or avoid the issue of wastage. In the first service, we learned about stewardship and why we should have a mindset of accountability. And in that service, we learned that it is important that we have a mindset of accountability to avoid wastage or being wasteful. Again, that mindset will determine or guarantee our continuity and status as stewards of Christ, or else we will lose our stewardship and status as people who are co-laborers with Christ in his vineyard. We also learned that if a steward has a mindset of accountability, it saves that person from work that they do not have capacity for, work that they do not have capacity to do. In that scripture in Luke chapter 16, it says that digging I cannot, and to beg I am ashamed. So we understand that in stewardship, you are placed in your course like an athlete in his, in his track. And outside that track, you enter into menial jobs. You enter into ambition. You go out of purpose and you become something else that God has not given you capacity for. And we also learned that it saves us from the shameful life of begging. He said, to beg, I am ashamed. What nothing brings shame to a Christian than losing your faithfulness as a steward in the sight of God. It's either glory is upon you or you are exposed to shame. And one of the easiest ways to be exposed to that shame of beggarly life is when you lose your stewardship because every steward is worthy of his hire, of his reward. Once you lose your stewardship, God is not interested in the things that you are interested in because he rewards you, first of all, based on the value the blood of Jesus has brought to your life and as a laborer in his kingdom. Praise the Lord. Are you here? So a steward, when you are a steward, you are shuffling between being a son of God and a servant of God. 
blood of Jesus makes you a son of God. As many as received him, he gave them power to become what? Sons of God. That's the blood of Jesus. Gives you that. Working for him makes you a servant of God. And all of us, when we were saved, we were also called. So you are saved and called to work. And so it's important that we bring all these things. In the scripture we read for this service, we are learning about the people who are around Jesus. And it's clear when you read scriptures like this, it gives you a lot of joy because it makes you know that the way some people think is not right. If you think as an independent-minded person, it's, it's not right, especially in a kingdom where we have to have a kingdom mindset. Let this mind be in you. We should have a common mind because we have a common faith. Praise the Lord. So here he said that it came to pass, Jesus went about preaching and teaching, and the disciples were with him. So first categories of, category of people we knew were with Jesus was what? The 12. And the 12 were with him. Tell somebody, the 12 were with Jesus. Now, aside the 12, the Bible said in verse 2, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. So there were women whom Jesus had cast out evil spirit and some who were sick and had been healed of their infirmities. Mary called Madeline out of whom went seven devils. When she was delivered from darkness, she stuck with Jesus. She stayed with Jesus. Then he begins to show us some others who were healed, I suppose, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. So we have Joanna, we have Susan, or Susanna, <laughs> and they stayed with Jesus. Tell somebody that not only the disciples stayed with Jesus. Now, we can, only, we can easily call the disciples men of God, pastors, the clergy. But they were not the only people who stayed with Jesus, who went around with Jesus, certain women. And you see, Bible does not really elevate the disciples above the women that went with Jesus. He puts them in the same basket. It is an error for any doctrine to propound or propose that women are not supposed to minister in the pulpit. It's not in the Bible. It is never in the Bible. Jesus went about preaching and teaching. Now, the disciples were not preaching and teaching. They were with him. The, the same way they were with him, the women were also with Jesus. Are you here? So, in Christ, all of us go with Jesus. And if Jesus went with them and the disciples ministered to Jesus, you remember that they were fetching water for Jesus during the time for the Passover. They were doing errands for Jesus. The same way these women were also ministering to Jesus of their substance. So, if you were a lady here, I'm telling you that the Bible expects you to be ministering and you are going to minister. There is nothing special about the male gender if gender is sex. Because sometimes gender is not sex. Sometimes gender is negotiated societal roles that we play and it's very fluid. Sometimes a man can play the role of what society has agreed as a man's role. That's why you see a man, a woman taking care of children and playing the role of a father. Sometimes to a father, a man can carry a baby, which is a traditional duty for the women defined by society. That's the gender dynamics. Sometimes gender to his sex, man, woman, whichever way you see it. In Christ, there's neither male nor female. Hey. So that it's important to know that it is expected of us, saved by grace and by the blood, that we hang around Jesus and do the work that he wants us to do. If you are here with me, say, I am here. Yeah. So, I want you to see something there. 
these people came to minister unto Jesus of their substance. And in that verse 3, he said, And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward. So Chusa, the husband of Joanna, was someone's steward. It was Herod's steward. And we have learned that stewardship, according to Luke 16, 4, is an office and we can lose it. Again, stewardship, according to this, is the dynamic of stewardship is that every steward belongs to the person they serve. Can you repeat after me? Every steward belongs to the person they serve. One more time. Every steward belongs to the person they serve. That's why the Bible says chooser was what? Herod's what? Steward. So the question is, who do you belong to and who do you serve? That's the section B for today. And it's a compulsory question. This is carrying more than half of the whole mass. And you see, we are going to be judged also based on our stewardship, whether we were faithful or we were wasteful. So, Herod's steward means that this man was serving Herod with his substance, his time, his expertise, his energy, his talent, and all that he had. I mean, from the time he woke up, he just went in that direction to ensure that he was really a servant or a steward for Herod. So a steward belongs to the person he or she serves. Now, if you and I have been saved by Jesus and we belong to Jesus, then, and if Jesus has called us as stewards, then you have an owner. Jesus owns your life, your time, and he's the one you should be serving. Praise the Lord. If you look at Genesis chapter 40, verse number 20 to 23, you'll find out that <laughs> because a steward has owner, the owner also has got powers and privileges. In Genesis 40, 20, and it came to pass the third day, this is Joseph in prison dealing with the butler and the baker. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. Unto what? I can hear you. Now tell somebody that the steward belongs to the person he serves. Yes, he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. So the chief butler was a servant and the chief baker was also a servant. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. So when he was restored, he started serving. He started serving him with drink. He started serving, oh, this is beautiful. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a steward is someone's servant. And you are someone's servant because the person owns you. Now, the next verse, but he hung the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Now, this is the crust of the matter. That the master who owns the servant to whom they must perform their stewardship to has the power to restore, reward, elevate. And also has the power to judge, to condemn, and to destroy. Butler was restored. His head was raised. Given opportunity to serve again. Another servant was hung to death. Whoa. Now, they were all thrown in jail at the same time. Stayed in jail. I mean, what could a baker do? To warrant this kind of treatment on a birthday. Hey. And I'm thinking that, you know, 
a butler is a butler's position is even more sensitive. Because when the baker bakes, before the king would taste it, the butler would have to taste it. If and they will wait for some time. If the man doesn't die, then the king can what? Taste. So there is something called human shield. I'm going to be teaching some things on loyalty I mean, as we go forward. Around the leader, around God. You know, God doesn't need human protection, but his work here on earth needs some human shields. So, now, this baker was killed and the butler was saved. I'm saying that Jesus, who owns us, when he comes back, he is going to treat us as stewards. And some of us are going to be rewarded, restored into glory. And some others are going to be hanged. Some others. It's not, you see, and as we are here on earth, we have this opportunity. What is opportunity? The opportunity to falter and be restored. That you know that you are a child of God and you know what you are being called to do based on what the Bible says. Sometimes you don't get to do it. And so you find yourself in, in the prison of life. And then a time comes when the Lord restores you and gives you the opportunity to hold the cup again and perform your duty. Do you know that with this opportunity given to us, people still miss the opportunity to serve? The opportunity to serve is the best chance to see glory. Missing the opportunity to serve equals hanging yourself the same way the baker was hanged. Because either you are serving or you are being hanged. No, no, no. Look at it. Look at it. Two people. One was restored into service. The other who was not restored into service was condemned. Is that not so? Are we in the Bible? You need to wake up to me right now. I'm preaching. Am I dancing here? I think I'm preaching. It, listen to me. Your life is in your service. When you take the opportunity to serve away from yourself, the only thing that is left is condemnation that equals hanging and not existing again. So you can be alive, but you have hung yourself. Because you, you, the opportunity to serve has been taken away from you. You have been useless. And till forever, this baker will be seen as a useless man anytime we are preaching. Because he's not useful. <laughs> when you are not useful, they just condemn you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Condemn you to death. When you are presented with an opportunity to serve, you have to grab it with your two hands. Because your restoration is in that opportunity. I mean, what is the use of the butler without serving the cup? Hey. For some of us here, we are useless without being an usher to God. I mean, Pharaoh does it. And do you know that all that time that they were in jail, Pharaoh was still drinking wine? No, you have to talk to me. You need to talk to me. I'm saying that if you are not, even though he was the head of the battlers, when he was not there, Pharaoh was not fasting. That if you refuse to show up for service, God's work will still be done. <laughs> it will still be done. Tell somebody, no one is indispensable in the hands of God. God will not cry because you are not there. Whether you are there or you are not there, the work of God will go on. And tell them that your blessing, your opportunity, your restoration is in the fact that you are restored to service. Without it, condemnation all the way. That is the pure truth of God's word. Some people think that, these are some of the ways we think. Some people think that when they are not there, the work will not be done. Some people think that their importance is in their absence. <laughs> mercy on your head. Can you put your hand on your head? Say mercy on my head. When the head of the butler was not there, the skill and the alacrity. Do you understand alacrity? 
the dexterity with which the deputy was serving. With vibe and swag. Serving the cup of Pharaoh, turning it and the thing is not pouring. Adding other nice activities, serving with finesse. The opportunity to serve. It is the, it's the highest mercy God shows man to allow man to be in service with him. You cannot reject this <laughs> because rejecting this means that you don't even have compass in your head. And sometimes, you see, sometimes people think their importance is in the absence. Some other time, people think that the job will be waiting for them at the time they are ready. Please tell somebody. That's not correct. It's a joke. The, the work will not be waiting for you. It will not be waiting for your time. You have to run on God's time. Please talk to somebody so that you don't get into siesta. Tell somebody you, you need to <laughs> you need to work on God's time. Hey, you can't put it and say I will do it at the time I want to do it. No. Oh, I'm waiting when I, I, I get to 50 years, when I get to 40 years, when, when I marry, then I would no. Right now, right here, now is the time. It's either you are in jail or you are serving. If you are not serving, you are already jailed. You are in bondage, but you don't see it. All the potentials in you will be trapped and made obsolete, useless, if you don't have the opportunity to say, that's a man in prison. When you are fully loaded and yet you are wasted because you don't have opportunity to serve, it is called spiritual constipation. You have been so empowered and yet there's no opportunity for expression. That's imprisonment. Talent has been imprisoned, potential imprisoned, anointing imprisoned, and one day, it will blow you apart. That's why either you are serving or you are in jail. There are many people in church who have put themselves in self-imposed prison. Self-imposed. I won't do it. I don't like the way they do it. I, I, I don't like them. I don't like their attitude. I don't like them. With your very self. Posing as if you are important. And yet the service is what gives you value. Ask somebody, why, what, what do you think is your real value? In the kingdom. Yes. Your real value in the kingdom. Aside the salvation Christ has given you in his blood. Is your service. Yes sir. All you are doing is consuming what God provides. You are just a consumer. Without adding any value. To the work of God. And in this life, every one of you must first discover your eternal purpose. I mean, you will, you will have your personal life, so career purpose, marital purpose, whatever. But first of all, is to discover your eternal purpose. Why has Christ saved me? What am I to do? And the easiest way to discover that is to put yourself in service in church. That from one activity to the other, you will now come to the resolution. You will come to that place of revelation that this is what, oh my God. Concerning Joseph, the Bible said that, and the father used to send him to go and see what the brothers are doing. It is in one of those errands running an errand for the father that the brothers took him and sold him. 
And that kind of wickedness that was done him was also the activation of his purpose. Just running an errand for the father. They just took him, sold him, and from there, not knowing that that, that slavery they sent him now, they have just activated the prophecy. That the prophecy said, I will send a man ahead of you who will protect the generations. And now he became a prime minister, just running errands for his father in a hostile environment among people who didn't even like him. You can, you, it may be difficult for you to discover your purpose until you put yourself forth for errands. Uh, I can rewind. And if I was a singer, I would say what? Let, take it again. It may be difficult for you to see what your core competences are in the kingdom. We call it purpose. If you don't put yourself, make yourself available to run errands for God under a man. An available man ready to run is more important than a man who is able but hiding from running. I can say it again. And an easier way. I'm saying that an av availability is more important than capability when willingness to work is not there for the capable man. That's why God, he doesn't really use capable people. He just uses available people and he makes them capable. Once you are there, you can take the best things of the earth to confound the wise. Tell somebody, make yourself available. Make yourself available. One more time, one more time. Tell somebody, you are not important like that. Oh. Just make yourself available for God to use you. Or else, you will be thrown somewhere, beer. <laughs> they will look us you. Please, what do you think could have become my life if I did not adhere to the call of God. Baller. Like baller. Rubbish. There is nothing good in us to behold though. Except God. He has made us able ministers. Able. We were disabled. It is Christ who has made us able ministers. Praise the Lord. Is God talking to someone here? That's why these men, they understood that there is something called chooser, herald, steward. Whose steward are you? Who owns you? Who owns your time? Who owns your life? Whose agenda are you serving with your life? When you don't have this mentality, you live for yourself. And living for yourself is equal to uselessness. Do you see? In fact, Joseph woke up in prison. And the Bible said that he saw that the butler and the head of the butlers and the head of the baker, they were all with sad faces. Why? Because the opportunity to serve had been taken away from them. And they were now having dreams that were torturing them. These dreams you are having as if you too, you are going to become something. Eh? After a while, you will see that it's a torture. <laughs> if it is not to serve the agenda of God, mostly through a man that God has called. <laughs> I don't serve a man. I don't serve. What do you serve? Who do you serve? It, once you are in the kingdom, you must serve a man. You will serve God. You serve. It is God who said, he said that servant, give your service to your masters as unto God. God recognizes your masters. That your service to him will come through the channel of your faithfulness to your masters. And sometimes the master will be your pastor. Sometimes to be your boss in the office. Sometimes to be your lecturer. But first of all, define the divine element in your service. Then after that, you will come to the different strands. Because the principle is that seek ye first. The kingdom of God. Hey, I feel like I'm preaching. I'm just preaching. Do you know that 
the policemen who are around the president, they are more important than the policemen who are everywhere. They are doing the same work. But not everybody will be given the opportunity to be, to be around the president. Not even to be in the convoy. They choose who should be there. People even will go and do juju that they will be, they will be found. Yes, worthy to be part of that. Um, you are, whether you are at the camp, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying that the, the closer you are to the, the center of the kingdom business, the more valuable you are. We are all police, oh. You know, when we were young, we used to watch J.J. Rollins. And we knew his bodyguard, who later on was alleged was poisoned to death. But we knew him that even in the market, if you saw that man, you know that this is J.J.'s bodyguard. If you were born that time, you understand what I'm talking about. Always standing there. And to today, history can never forget such a man. But he has classmates. He has met in the, in the, in the military who are not given that visibility by, by his position and proximity to J.J. Rollins. We are talking about him today. There were more intelligent people than him when possibly they went for the classes and they went for the field training. But, and boy, he was not chosen because he was a more intelligent in the class. I believe he was chosen because he was more loyal. Rollins that time. Choose you to be bodyguard because what? You are sharp. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about blocking a coup, blocking a taking bullet. That's, that's the kind of thing we are talking about. We are not talking about your uncle is the boss. That's why he has chosen you to be. For oh, yeah. I'm talking about loyalty. You, whose agenda are you serving? Seven Rollins' agenda. That guy traveled to as many nations as Rollins traveled to. The man traveled. But left to him alone, U.S. Embassy will not give him a visa. <laughs> British High Commission, we're not going to give him a visa. They'll be asking questions. What do you do? Where is your family? I'm sure that guy had so much visa. In that time, boy, he, has, he had passport upon passport upon passport because he was a bodyguard. If you don't allow yourself to serve the agenda of God through a man, you are ready to serve it. Your life's value will depreciate. Praise the Lord. So, you have to be a steward for someone. You have to be a steward for someone. Serve someone's agenda. Serve God's agenda as a steward. Now, in Luke chapter 12, verse 42... The Bible said, and the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward? So we have something called a faithful steward and a wise steward. Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. So here we know that faithful and wise stewards receive two things. Rulership and provision. They receive what? And what? One more time. And what? If you are faithful and a wise steward, first of all, you will be made a ruler. The man who increases talent from five to ten, he was given kingdoms to rule. And you will be given your portion of meat in due season. That simply means that the reason why some people will be a non-entity is because they have lost their office of stewardship. You see, first of all, you are the governor of your own life. The time you wake up to, the gift and talent you have. And if you are not careful, you can waste the time God has given to all of us. That time allocation. You can just waste it. And wasting that time will never put you into any rulership. The reason why some people will never have power 
in this life will never be influencers in any space. It's because they don't understand that I'm a steward. I need to be faithful and I need to be wise. That's why Bible says everything you have opportunity to do, do it with all your might. Praise the Lord. All your might. Because whether you operate at the top or the bottom is based on your faithfulness and wisdom in managing what God has put in your hands and the opportunities God has put around you. That is what will determine whether you operate as a high flyer or a low flyer. Then he says that you will have your portion in due season. So, People remain poor. People never become anything. People don't have anything to show. And when it is so in your life, you have to check your faithfulness quotient and your wisdom quotient in operating as a steward. Because some people don't operate as stewards at all. And some to operating as steward, they don't add wisdom to it and they are never faithful. The wise steward is the one who is faithful in all his or her operations. I told the first service people that the opportunity to pastor here, I have to do it faithfully. I just have to do it faithfully. If you miss this, you just know that you are missing your portion, your provision in life. This thing called favor, that makes you earn more than you work for. You see that it will be far away from you because God will not be interested in sponsoring a man who is a waster in the affairs of stewardship. And there is a portion that must be given to all of us. You need to become a steward to attract that portion. That means that God pays. God rewards. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way he will put people into, into hellfire. He's going to give crowns to people. He's going to give thrones to people. And those people are thou faithful and what? Thou faithful servant. Are you faithful with the singing you are doing in the church? Are you faithful with the ushering? Are you faithful as a church member? What is your contribution to this service? The success of this service. What did you contribute? Did you encourage somebody to be in church today? Did you follow up on someone? Did you invite anybody? What have you done to make sure that there is quality in this service? This is the work of our father. Or you knew you are an executive member. They set up, I come and use the setup. That makes you a bad steward. Because you are not a good manager. Because God has put, this is God's work. It's in your hand. And it will start from this micro level. You need to be faithful here before you go to the meso, community level. Then you go to the national level. Some people will never become national icon because you have never discharged yourself faithfully at the micro level, the lower level. Because you can't bend. There is a steel at your back. You can't bend to scratch for God. You can't run errand for God. You can't do anything. As for me, I dress nicely. And when I come and I sit on the chair and there is dust on it, I say, Why And oh boy, may you never miss your portion. Amen is not strong at all. <laughs> may you never miss your opportunity to be a ruler in this generation. The anointing for enthronement comes through being a faithful steward. Look, King Saul hated David, but he raised the hand of David, a boy, this guy, I hate him, but follow him. The guy is too loyal. The guy is too faithful. You, you give him a task, they tell him to bring two heads. He brings thousand. So profitable. Now, who even if you were a devil, you would love a profitable servant. If, even if you are doing rat race, you are chasing one girl, you will still love a profitable servant. Boy. Because not everyone is a profitable person. 
<laughs> you, you see why sometimes the treatment of different people differ. We can't tell. Why did the baker go to get got himself hanged? And the man with a more sensitive position was restored. Could it be that his testing abilities? Could it be that when he was not there, Pharaoh was poisoned a couple of times? Could it be? You have to make yourself valuable and profitable in the system. Are you here? Every action of yours must bring an addition. When your actions are bringing subtraction, you are not profitable. I was talking to someone and he said to me, they said, this lady was in the company of these people that he mentioned, one, two, three, four, five. But immediately I saw her shifting company from those people to this one, two, three people. I knew we were in trouble. And I'm pam pam, so lady, if you are sorry. Because there are people in the kingdom who are not only gossips. Sometimes a gossip will gossip because he's just relaying information that must not come out. You understand? Something that must be kept is just coming out with it. But people are not just gossips. People are just fabricators. Like they can, they can create what is not there. And the person was telling me, he said, Pastor, do you know that this person immediately became friends with this one? These people, they left church. This other person to this other person to this. He told me about four people. Because they just shifted friends. That tells you that it's not every group of friends who are profitable, even though they are in church, they are not profitable to the work of God. And you see, people have left, but they are still around. You are able to make people leave God's house, but you are around. You have to be a devil. You are not a profitable servant. And sometimes what you use to negotiate that evil is that you have been here for long. You know, we have been here for long. We know what we are talking about. What do you know? What do you, you just poison people who just come innocently. They want to serve God. They want to be on fire. Do you know where people have come from? People have come from where they have been abused. People have come from where they could never grow in the spirit. Then they come here, they start growing, and then you too, you bring your baller to them. Look, we need to have a clean slate. Tell somebody, we have to start afresh. Because fire is coming. Fire on the mountain. Fire. God is coming. Judgment is coming. You can't be here and do the agenda of the devil. You can't. You, you have to serve the agenda of God. Look, it is a privilege that somebody asks you a question. That is a border on their mind. And you have to ask yourself, if Jesus was asked the same question, what would be his answer? To this confused mind. Then you know, you increase the confusion. And, and, and give it more legs and show them the exit. Boy. Some people live before they know that they've left God's presence. Because serpents are always talking. Boy. But you have to. You see, anything you see me stressing in my preaching, God will judge us based on that thing. If you see me stressing on character, 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 it's time. You hear me saying that, be careful not to draw people away. Be careful not to draw people away. Okay. God is coming. God is coming. Bishop Dag lost the son. He was doing crusades, oh, then he went to the north. Did crusades, and then came. When he finished the crusades, I think some few weeks now, they said that his first son died. They went to America. They did the funeral. In all his pain, after one month or so, straight to Cameroon to continue with the crusades, to save souls. 
people are laying down their lives, their pain, they are laying it aside to go and gather the harvest into the kingdom. You are in this our small place, scattering. Hey, how could you be this unprofitable, unfaithful to God? Imagine we came to church and this whole street is blocked because we have overflow and, and we have tent on the land we have cleared. People are hearing the word of God. Ghana will be better. But as we add one, you subtract two. Hey, what an algorithm. Plus one minus five. Your name part should be plus one minus five. It's a financial loss to the kingdom. Nobody. Nobody. You see, uh, there was a time when the disciples said that some people were not part of them, that they were also prophesying. They went to Jesus and they said, we won't allow them in. Jesus said, hey, you people don't know the spirit you are of. How will you push away people who are coming to me? What kind of spirit is that? This is not my spirit. You can't push them away. You are prophesying, allow them to prophesy. They are coming, allow them to be here. Don't put, even if you feel threatened by them coming here, allow them. Even if you think they are not mature, he said, don't stop the babies who can litter around, cause confusion. Even them, don't stop them. They are valuable. Even if witches are coming, let them come. Your job, the spirit you have, is not a scattering spirit. It's a gathering spirit. It's what? And no one gathers for any man. The Bible says, unto him shall the gathering of the saint be. We gather in his name. Where two or three are gathered in his, not in your name. Not based on what you are comfortable with. Or you say, you don't come here because when you come here, no, I know the way you are. It won't work for, no. Are you God? Look, don't allocate to yourself. Powers that God has not allocated to you. It's, 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 it's not good. You talk to three more people. What do you think? Ask them, what do you think about what Pastor is saying? What do you think? <laughs> be free to walk about. Oh. Be free to walk about. Just ask me. Maybe, baby, I will free but you can't think. Remember one nantesa. Let me address marriage here. Listen. <laughs> you are making me laugh my Papua New Guinea laughter <laughs> boy sister be interested some people are indifferent but <laughs> like you eh? I deliver your head in Jesus name you have to be interested in the matter Please listen. It is the Holy Spirit who touches the hearts of men and women and gives them a route for transformation. Sometimes relationships must break down to be built. Bible said, he that is merciful shall obtain mercy. Sometimes you make a permanent decision with a temporal issue at hand. Tell somebody, take it easy. (laughs) The men and women we marry, they have God's wisdom and foolishness at the same time. It's a combo. (laughs) And how do you know? It's based on the decisions they make. And the actions they take. Some people make decisions and take actions that hurt us. But you should be able to put your head in the right perspective, even when you are undergoing those motions. If you are not careful, 
you will take a permanent decision with a temporary head. It's like I'm preaching to somebody here. You see, when the Holy Ghost enters into people's lives and they change, it works on them. And it is, so, it is important that people owe you from the place of their misgivings than stay in your life on the grounds of credit. You see, the reason why we love the Lord is because he first loved us when we were unlovable. We owed him. And he loved us. So loving him, we, we now we know that we are debtors to him. Like we are foolish people. And he has shown us mercy to allow us to come. So me that I've been allowed to come, I, I don't even want to lose it again. Because already, I don't even deserve to be with this one. And he's giving me a chance. Sometimes when people spoil themselves, literally, by taking wrong actions against you, wrong decisions that spite you in a relationship, you have to allow, allow small and be praying that God touch them. It is that same. I was just talking to a man. He told me, he said, ah, God, you help me. I want to live to please my wife oh, because some years ago he made a bad decision. And the marriage didn't collapse. But the wife knew. The wife sent a message to the girl. That you think I'm going to leave my husband for you. <laughs> you lie. So we have a problem, we'll solve it. I'm not leaving the... for where? You know, today the marriage is sweeter than it was ever. The, the key is that over time God has shifted the man. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Sometimes you have a wild woman that you have to be patient with. Now, in all of these, all of us, whether we are victims or perpetrators, we have to allow God to move in our lives. And you should have this mind that I'm a steward. I was given opportunity to be around this lady. To manage and minister. The scripture we read. Minister to this woman with my substance. Your fidelity. Your finances. Are you here at all? Your friendship. When I'm dealing with my wife, I see, I see an opportunity God has given me. To be a faithful steward. I don't even, I think, okay, I'm a husband. And my husband doesn't give, my, the husbandship doesn't give me opportunity to lord myself over her. But to rather serve around her. Because I need to fulfill a God agenda in her life. Give her peace, give her comfort. Give her, like, Recently, a couple, the man is misbehaving in a foreign country. And he's comparing my wife to her wife. And my wife asked her, he said, do you know what my husband do for me? Do you know what he does? Like, are you kidding me? My, he said, me, I can't marry you. In your state. No. You don't just look on the surface and be making comparison. Look at woman of God, the way she does, blah, 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 blah. You are picky and choosy. You have selective amnesia. You forget about your own weaknesses and you are just picking and picking and picking. Look, how much comfort have you contributed to your partner's life? How much security? You say it's insecure. How much security have you contributed? into her life. You are not a faithful steward. You are not a wise one. 
She's insecure, he's insecure because you keep pu putting insecurity. Keep putting yourself in a position where she sees it, she's insecure. He sees it, he's insecure. Okay, where we are back, we are children. He does told, let him stop stealing. That's what the Bible said. But why will you say that I'm a man, I will do what I want, you can't question me? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I have to question you because HIV doesn't understand I'm a man. I have to question what is coming inside me. Are you here at all? Stop this thing. One day, one of my guys, he said he went to the HIV center in the teaching hospital. And he went, a friend of his, <laughs> a friend of his was HIV positive. And the skin was peeling. And so when he went, he, he went with a friend, he went to collect his drugs, and people came in their posh self. Guys and ladies. Nice. Yes. Like nice. The thing they have not written it on anybody's face. He said from that time. He didn't even have desire. To propose to another woman. Because all the things that he was benchmarking as his taste and standard. He saw it in people who were fully blown with HIV. So this is your manager. Likely say, Obetobako. Look, we have to be children of God. When I told you about a lady whose husband died, she was crying, saying, my husband was a good man. If you died right now, what kind of cry? It should make you sad. It should make you what? Sad. That means that you have not managed the content of the spouse you had well. Do you know, some people are just hanging in there for the sake of Christ. Like the Bible said, the love of God constrains us. But left to them alone, they would have left a long time. Now, after this message, I want anybody who has a hard ground to be touched with the Holy Ghost. Soften your ground. Give time. Pray. Let God, let God just work in between the lines. And you, you too. You see, when Jesus, when the woman who was caught in the very act came and bowed before Jesus and rose up to see that all the accusers were gone. Jesus told that woman, when you live here, change your ways. Go and sin no more. You see, people don't have a problem forgiving no. People are afraid that making that decision to forgive will be a wrong decision. Because your next action will let them know that they are stupid. That they forgive someone they don't trust will turn around. But you just go and do it again. People, don't, people really don't have a problem when something has happened and it's bad, blah, 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 blah. But the problem is that am I not making a decision? Am I not making a mistake giving myself to this man or this woman again? Because they don't trust that. Whatever you are saying with your mouth you know, will be your doings. Perpetually. That's a problem. Kenya Sadianka, all of us. There's no problem. So when you to you go, don't say I'm a man, I'm a woman. Change. Do what? Change. Change. That makes you a good steward as a family person. 
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.